The views and opinions on the following program are those of the participants and not necessarily those of KKVV Las Vegas. Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Posted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Hello, you're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin, and we're on Save the Lost at All Costs. We're going to open up the phone lines right away. If you're local, you'll dial 702-650-5588. Again, if you're local, like to join in on our discussion today, uh, have a praise report, a comment, we'd love to hear from you. 702-650-5588. If you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, we do have a toll-free number for you to join in today. That toll-free number would be 800-366-8883. Again, the toll-free number to join in on our discussion today would be 800-366-8883. We are being broadcasted on KKVV's AM dial and FM dial. The AM dial is 1060 AM and the FM dial is 101.5 FM. In addition to that, we are being streamed over the in and over the internet, audio and video at KKVV's website, which is www.kkvv.com. Hello and God bless. We just waved to you. Vernon, would you like to wave to him? There he is. He's there with us. I just love you, Vernon. And we're also being streamed live from Save the Lost at All Costs' website. And our website is www.savethelostlv.org. If you have missed any of our previous broadcasts, you can go to our website. Again, that's www.savethelostlv.org. Click on to what you've missed. The gospel is always free on our watch. Uh, We're in the fourth and final part of a four-part series on abuse. So if you've missed any of the previous broadcasts, we have three others prior to this one that we are on the abuse series. We really encourage you to get blessed and listen. Uh, In addition to that, we have plenty of wonderful resources available to you on the website. They're at no charge as well. Just click on to the links and get blessed. Uh, we are also being heard on iTunes. Amen. And we are free on iTunes as well. Save the loss at all costs. We're doing big things in the kingdom. I, amen. I, amen. And, I, and the reason why I was kind of blanked out, because it looks like we have something new now for listening on the phone with on a number you can, they can listen on the phone now. And I believe that's the correct number. I was trying to read it. It's 563-999-3194. So okay. they can set the phone down and, and do... and. Walk around and listen to that as well. That's brand new. I just noticed that. That's why I was. All right. <laughs> now I'm waving, but that's great. You so. want to give that number again, man? Okay. Guy? It says call to listen to KKVV 563-999-3194. And smartphones are truly smart these days. I remember right. when a phone was a phone, but thank you, God. 
Amen. Well, Brother Vernon, it's wonderful to see you back in studio. Uh, we prayed for you. We missed you terribly, and I'm glad that you're back. You've given me some wonderful praise reports, and so wonderful to see what God is doing in your life. And Vernon, uh, the Holy Spirit is on the move yeah, with you. Back on track. Amen. Amen. Well, praise God. So we're going to finish up our four-part series, and we have been talking about abuse. Uh, We initially talked about incest, inbreeding. Uh, Then we moved over to spiritual abuse, and then we talked about the abuse of creation. We talked about abortion uh, last week. We talked about the transgender uh, movement, and uh, we also discussed homosexuality, lesbianism, Um, We talked about transsexuals, and we talked about uh, the way of Cain. So we're going to, we looked at it from a female perspective, and now we're going to look at it fourth and finally from a male perspective. So I want you to go back to uh, Genesis chapter 1, and I want us to look at verses 26, 27, and 28, please. Would you read for us, man of God? Yes, I will, from the New King James Version, that's Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth. And over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Verse 28. Then God blessed them and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the beards of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Amen. Amen. So, as we read those scriptures, we can clearly establish, uh, Brother Vernon, that uh, we were created in God's own image. Would you agree? Agree. Amen. Uh, and, and the our part, O-U-R, would be God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So, we were created by the Godhead in the image of God. Amen? Amen. And that would be Elohim, and Elohim is plural which means it's speaking about more than one, where we get the hour. Okay? So, now we look at that he created a gender. And the gender that he created would be male and female. Would that be correct? That's what it says. Okay, and it's very important that we establish that upon being created in the image of God, And the gender that was created was male and female. It is important to see that he blessed it. God always blesses what he created. Because the creator is in the blessing business. So we can see that in those scriptures, correct? Correct. And then he gave us a, a command. And it says that to be fruitful. And And multiply. multiply. Correct? Correct. So we are made in God's image. He created male and female. And again, he always blessed what he creates. God is about multiplication. And he is the vine dresser. So anything that comes from God is good fruit. A good tree 
can only produce good fruit. A bad tree cannot produce good fruit. Amen. So then we go down to Cain. And Cain, as in Cain and Abel. Mm-hmm. And when, when we went over to uh, Genesis chapter 4, we see where Cain killed Abel. Would that be correct? Yes. And what does Cain say to God when God asks him a question? I believe we'll find that in verse 9. Verse 9, chapter 4, Genesis, verse 9. And the Lord said to Cain, Where is Abel your brother? And he said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? And so we go down to the 16th and 17th verse of chapter 4. And again, we're in the New King James Version. Correct. Chapter 16, excuse me, verse 16. Then Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod on the east of Eden. 17. And Cain knew his wife, and she conceived and bore Enoch. And he built a city and called the name of the city after the name of his son, Enoch. Okay, so we see that Cain was a murderer. And he did not partake in repentance. God clearly asked him a question and asked him what he had done. So it was in Cain's heart to be a murderer. And never once, like his mother Eve, admit that what he did was wrong. Because in the previous chapter, when God approached Eve and asked her the same thing, what have you done? She said, I did eat. And I was beguiled by the serpent. Eve admitted to what she did and said how she was influenced. Cain never even acknowledged That he did anything. Am I my brother's keeper? I don't know. And Cain knew full well what he was doing. So when we look at Satan in heaven, which he existed. Mm -hmm. Lucifer. His worship was not suitable. Neither was Cain's worship because he did not bring his very best. Not only was his worship not suitable, it was in direct violation because of the rebellion and the disobedience and to challenge God. So he was banished. Not only was he banished, he took a third of the angel choir with him as well. So the scriptures tell us that Cain's father is Satan. You have worship that is not suitable for God. And you're trying to get to God your own type of way. You will not acknowledge his divinity, his authority. And you want to do things your own way. And you're about building something where you are not in the presence of God, nor do you have his blessing, nor do you have his protection. So we can establish that this has gone forth. Now looking at man. So when we look at Adam in the garden, before Eve was created, we see that Adam was godly instructed by God. And he and God had face-to-face fellowship. And they would meet. And God would come down in the cool of the day. And he oversaw what Adam was doing. Adam named everything in the garden. 
We're taught that at a very early age when we are learning about the scriptures. So God is a wonderful father to Adam. He is godly instructing Adam. He is meeting with Adam. They're fellowshipping. And he gives God, excuse me, God gives Adam one command in reference to the garden. Correct? Correct. And tells him what, basically, Brother Vernon? Do not eat of the of everything you may eat, touch, but do not eat of the uh, tree. The fruit of the tree there that's in the center of the garden. I'm right. Paraphrasing, but yes, I know what it is. So it's, it's so it's the it's one, one thing that says that he cannot do. Right. Okay? Because God needs to know that Adam can be a father, father. Amen. And that he can godly instruct his children and he will be able to carry out what he's been instructed. Right. So this is Adam's opportunity. Right. Then he becomes a husband. So we see that it's being established that God the Father, then the man is created, then the woman, and then there's a foundation, there's a marriage. Amen. And it's that what God has created. It's a covenant. So now we need to see what God creates. Didn't we say that? Mm -hmm. He blesses. Amen. And he gives instruction. And he's there. He doesn't leave us. Okay, but we do know the fall happened, correct? That's right. And sin entered in because they did not follow God's instruction. And Eve was misled and deceived by the serpent. That's true. But God did not forsake them. Amen? Amen. So, he still is with them. And... There are things that are not going to be the same because of their choices. But God still loves for them and God still cares for them. So now we've already established Cain, the first seed of their union. Mm -hmm. And what he did to his brother Abel. And what's in his mind and what's in his heart. So now you have a seed that's being produced. So we look at... Men, and we're looking at males. So men have the ability to be fathers, Amen. to be husbands, but before that, they are sons. Amen. So they are sons, then they become husbands, and then they become fathers. Amen. And so they are directly responsible for their children and their wives. So now we have something that God talks about and he is instructing his people. And we went over this already in Leviticus 19 when he's given instructions to his priest and his Levites. And all the people in the wilderness are standing there and it's about three million of them. And he talks about his people not being like those that he had just brought them from out of bondage. He did not want them to be like the Egyptians, nor did he want them to be like those that were already in the land of Canaan. Because the things that they did and the practices that they did were an abomination to him. So he gives them godly instruction. As to how they're supposed to carry themselves. So we have already established by our previous series that in ancient Egypt, that 
incest was going on because brothers and sisters married themselves and that's how they established Egyptian dynasties. And they did this for political and religious reasons and to have godlike status. But what happened with their offspring? Full of birth defects, disease, mental disorders, and stillborn children. Hmm. Going the way of Cain. We're going to take the call. Hello, you're on Save the Lost at All Costs, and God bless you. Hey, Shalom, Sister Nina and Brother Vernon. How you guys doing? Hey, how are you, woman of God? How are you, Sister Dorothy? I'm greatly blessed, highly favored, and deeply loved, and Yahweh reigns. Amen. Amen. You know, it was just kind of coincidental that you guys are, I was reading a very uh, thing about what you guys are actually discussing this very moment in Mm -hmm. regards to uh, Adam and Eve and Cain, Mm -hmm. and um, you were just alluding on the duty of a man. Mm -hmm. And if you look at that scripture very carefully, it says the Father actually, he, um, uh, established that garden, and he placed a man in there, and the first duty he gave man was a job. Amen. That's Amen. The first thing. And for men, it really grieves my spirit when I'm, you know, just round about in the community and getting these grown men, I mean, some old, some young, begging for money. Mm-hmm. And it's just not proper. And mm-hmm. that's the first thing he gives a man is a job. Amen. And be able to uh, establish his family. And because if he's not working, he can't even do any good for a woman nor children, nor anything else. He's not acting on in his role, and to be the head of a home, he needs to work, and now you have this reversal. Amen. And a, lot of, and a lot of the homes, men are staying at home, women going to work. You know, it's backwards. You well, need to get back in your role. Amen. Well, we also can understand, too, a woman of God, is prior to Eve even being created, Adam had to understand the importance of that that God had created. You know, we need herbs, we need grass, we need animals, we need, you know, clean water. We need to be able to understand the importance of this. And he had to actually be, it's called husbandry, is tending the garden. Mm -hmm. Even before you're able to be fruitful and multiply, you must understand the resources that are available to you and how they work and how you should react with them and treat them Mm -hmm. because you know we are in very perilous times right now in reference to our environment and how we have you know treated it or shall we say mistreated it that would be the more uh, proper context so it's important and um, you know we agree with you yes and you know also you were saying about even with Cain Cain never apologized no and that is so profound because remember there's a, the, in, within that same passage in, the, in Genesis 2, it talks about how he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel, or vice versa, one of the two. Right. Um, and, and that regard, just the, the two seeds, you mm-hmm. know, because after Cain rebelled and act rebellious, mm-hmm. and he said, oh, men are going to kill me right. when they, when they, when I, if I we leave, and, you know, right. so he put sure that did. mark on him and stuff. Right. But the key thing is, is that there are two seeds, because remember, it was only one man, one woman, but after... Cain did what he did, then you got Lamech, which is a part of uh, Cain's bloodline, who actually got the first two wives. Right, right. And then you got the Cain of the the line of Seth, which actually is when people begin to call on the name of of the Almighty, on Yahweh, they begin to call on him. Amen. So you still have the two seeds now. You got those who delight in wickedness, they sleep on any and everything, they're destroying the environment, they're Mm -hmm. destroying creation, Mm -hmm. they're sleeping with whoever they will, and then you got the righteous seed trying to please the, the Father, mm-hmm. and that's where the battle is. That's why, you know, that all that hatred. 
I understand. And I just want to say, I just had to share that, you know, not to try to teach that. No, well, we appreciate that. Thank you for your encouragement, and I'm sure our listeners appreciate it. We appreciate it, don't we, Brother Bernard? Yes, we do. Thank you. Thank you so much. We know it's coming from a good place. We know you are a great disciple of the Word, and we are excited about you, and we love you, and thank you. Keep the faith because the Messiah is coming. I don't care what things look like. He still is in control, and everything is God happening exactly is. like he said it would happen. Amen. Amen. And we're, we're going to get to Hebrews, and we're going to show that. Yes. So I'm glad that you brought Amen. that up. That's confirmation. And Amen. give your mother my godly bless and kiss her for She's me, please. Listening. She's listening. All right. Thank All right. you, Mom. Take we care. love you. Bye, Sister All Dorothy. Right. Thank you. I love you too, guys. Take All care. Right. Keep up the good work. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So the thing is, I want to get back to Greece, in ancient Greece. There's this um, thing that they were doing in Greece, and it's called pederast, and it's spelled P-E-D-E-R-A-S-T. And the word means lover of boys. Mm-hmm. So uh, pederasty is between adult and adolescent males. And when you have adolescent, well, what are those ages? That's between 10 and 19 years of age. Now... Pedophilia is the mental state of being sexually attracted to a child who hasn't gone through puberty. And, well, what's puberty? Uh, It's before, uh, pre-puberty would be before secreting sexual hormones, like facial hair coming in. For uh, a young woman, it would be where you see her breasts starting to form, hips starting to happen, uh, young men's voices starting to change. Because we can tell when puberty happens because we start seeing the body change. Okay, so, again, pedophilia is the mental state of being sexually attracted to a child who hasn't gone through puberty. And that would mean boys, girls, or both. In ancient Greece, most men who had adolescent male lovers also had wives and children. And the adolescent male would stay in this relationship with the older man until he became married and had a wife and children. Mm-hmm. And then they would repeat this cycle and then they would have a young male lover. Mm-hmm. So that was considered the norm. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't a problem. Now Sparta, which is a part of ancient Greece, mm-hmm. the Spartans, Uh, Same-sex relationships were mandated with youth who were coming of age for all adult men, as the men eventually would take wives. This happened before you would take a wife. And if you looked at a lot of the artwork, you will see an older man with a beard, and the younger man doesn't have any facial hair. And the younger man is always naked. (laughs) And the older man with the beard is always covered. Hmm. And they are in these very suggestive positions where they are groping the genitals of the younger man and treating them as if it's a female. Now, this went on in ancient Greece. Now we get into ancient Rome. Uh, Nero was the head of Rome during the time that Jesus was walking the earth. Hmm. Now he even married a man and had him castrated and went through a whole ceremony and had him dressed up like a woman. Now castration means to 
remove the testes or testicles of a man. And some people call that being a eunuch. Eunuch. Now, it was no problem to have brothels for slave boys, and they existed openly. When I went on my tour of Israel, you saw bathhouses. And it was common practice for these young men to be with these older men. It went on, and these bathhouses were huge. They looked like, you know, underwater apartments. That's just how huge they were. And there were openly male prostitutes and female prostitutes. And the, the, these people practiced fertility rites. And they had sacred sexual orgies. And this was considered being religious. Fertility rites and sacred sexual orgies. They had temple whores. Male and female prostitutes. And you can find this in the Old Testament as well as the New Testament. Hmm. And these were rituals involving worshiping idols, animals, figures, created things. And God was totally against that, Brother Vernon. And God let us know all throughout the scriptures that that's an abomination to him. Now, we have pedophilia. And we talked about that. That's being attracted to either men. I mean, excuse me, boys or girls or both. But it's before they start developing. So you're talking about very young children. They could be. You know, eight, nine years old, they could be younger Younger. than that as long as they have not start developing. Now, that's a mental disorder. And children are not sexually or mentally mature enough for a relationship. And they're not old enough to form consent. But how is a child as young as 10 years old having a relationship with a man? Able to form consent. What's the difference? So people need to understand the origin of these sexual immorality Mm -hmm. and these horrible behaviors. Now, they also practiced in divinations. And divinations would be people who talk to the dead. They are soothsayers. And they are people who have omens. And trying to see, well, what's God doing? And in the land of Canaan, they had those type of people. They would cut open animals and birds and look at their organs to see, well, let's see what God is doing. Like like a form of witchcraft in a sense almost or beyond? It is a form of that. But the thing is, is that they want to know the mind of God. God. They want to try to control people and say, oh, I have this gift. I can do this. What can a dead person tell you, man of God? Nothing. And they're creating all kinds of bird and animal amulets. And those in the land of Canaan had their 
temples on the hill because they were concerned with fertility. So they're doing all these orgies and rituals to worship fertility. See, they were pragmatic and they wanted to increase their harvest. They're like, well, how uh-huh. do we get a, a bountiful harvest? Well, well, you know, we got to do some type of ritual. <laughs> so it's got to be some kind of fertility involved mm. in that. So we're going to worship the, far, the fertility gods and we're going to do all types of things to give them honor. Cre- created beings. Created beings, not anything that God has created, because we've already established in Genesis chapter one what God created. I would have told him you need to go read twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight. And the thing is, it said more, more so than that, it's created in our image. Right. So how can you consider that suitable worship? So when we look at a man that's transitioning to be a woman, and that would be called a transgender. First thing they have to do is they have to get breast that are sterile for all intents and purposes because they can't produce any milk. Mm-hmm. Then they're going to have to take the genitalia that they were born with and they're going to have to repurpose that. And then when they repurpose that to that to uh, counterfeit a woman... They're sterile. It has no use anymore. Then we talked about last week, a woman transitioning to a man. The first thing that she has to do is to remove her breasts. And those breasts are there to nourish a child. Amen. Okay? That's right. They have divine purpose because a woman can produce milk to nurse her child, even if there's no food. She can produce milk to nurse her child. Then we understand the vessel, which is her genitalia, has to be totally removed. And then something has to be fashioned to look like a man. Again, once her vessel is removed, she is sterile. So how do two sterile people able to do what God has asked us to do, to be fruitful and multiply. But again, before that, he created us in his image. image. So what are we recreating? How is that in his image? It's not. It's a deception. We're deceiving ourselves. They're deceiving themselves. It's Now also, where does the blessing come? Because he says he made them male and female. So that's what he blessed. And whatever he blessed, it's fruitful and it multiplies. So the thing is, we already have what we need to be fruitful and multiply. We cannot do it in and of ourselves. So when we try to manipulate that, then we get self-mutilation. We get perversion. Then we are trying to get fertility to happen. We are trying to get abundance to happen. And then we want everybody who's around to say, well, that is a woman, which was a man. And that is a a man, which was a woman. And when we don't agree with that, because God does not agree with it, then you get the hostility. But I'm telling you, it's going the way of Cain. Cain was a fugitive. Cain was a murderer, and Cain was a vagabond, and he was banished 
from God's presence. So I welcome anyone to use the scriptures to establish that anything was created outside of God. It was God's choice. You use the Bible, use the scriptures, and you can come on the radio ministry and we'd love to hear from you. But I doubt very seriously you'll be successful with that. Because I don't see us being, changing our gender as suitable worship to God. I don't see how that advances the kingdom of God. Now, man has a choice, as woman has a choice, but we need to be able to make sure that we are godly instructing what? Our wives, our sons, and our daughters. We don't leave that up to schools. We don't leave that up to states because we're going to have to give an account to how we instructed that that God has given us. Hello, thank you for waiting. You're on Save the Loss at All Costs, and God bless you. Hey, yes, sis, I was just reminded when you guys were talking about uh, the transgender stuff and men going through that transition, I went to a conference last week, and you know when the Father said, and it was good, it was yes. good. Yes. Everything he said was good. Yes. The term, when the brother explained what the term good was in Hebrew, he said good, it's complete for its purpose. Amen. Amen. So, therefore, there's no changing uh, flowers. If you look out of your window, the lemon tree still produces lemons. It's not producing oranges. And, <laughs> you know, it's Amen. going to its purpose. Amen. So anything outside That's of its good. purpose is not good. Just like the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the Father didn't plant it. That's why he said, stay away from it. He says, today I present before you life and death. Choose life. Amen. get life, it's not of him. So, But there, there are things to... amongst us that yeah. he did not create for us man and his depravity has manipulated has been hypocrisy has been in direct rebellion and disobedience and we're going to have to be able to know the difference Yes, yes, we do. And see, that's see that, that's the beautiful life. thing. Look, we have to look. know the difference, and we have to turn from it on our own. And look, there's no life in, in, in same-sex, all that stuff. There's no life in it. It's all death. It's not reproducing after yeah, its kind. Well, there's it, no life. It, take, it takes surgery, and it takes a lot yes, of surgery. It's not good. It's not natural. It's not normal. And it, takes a, lot, and it takes a lot of hormones. Yes. And furthermore, you have to have more than one opinion in order to go through with something. So these doctors are not seeing you for free. It is a business. Don't ever think that it's not a business. It's a business. Just like killing babies, you're you're, you're paying somebody to cure your child. It it, it, it is a business. And we have to understand why God spent the time that he did in Genesis and he did not sugarcoat it. He went right Mm -hmm. to it initially. I mean, in the first three or four chapters, if you can make it through it, it's riveting. It lets you know. He just outright, anything that's not good producing life, it's an abomination. I don't care what you call it, what label you put on it. Sure. It's not his. It's not not good. It's not completing its purpose. We have a purpose. That's why we all confused and then we're blaming him amen. when things don't work out. Well, that's well, what he told you to do. Well, the thing be is... A man, be a woman and be children and be animals, be trees. <laughs> but, fulfill your purpose. But the good news is, sis, is that when we 
fall away. When we get into relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, he can redeem us. And see, old things have passed away, despite the self-mutilation that we find ourselves in, despite the lies Mm -hmm. that we find ourselves in. When we become in the right relationship with him, he saves. The scales will fall off your eyes. He understands. He loves. He cares. But that is when you have salvation. You have forgiveness, you have repentance, and repent means you have to turn from that thing. You can't straddle the fence. God has no use for a lukewarm believer. They are worse than an unbeliever. Matter of fact, it tells us in Revelation, he spits them out of his mouth. They're like vomit. So the thing is, is that he won't be mocked. No. And what a man sows is what a man reaps. We have to understand that you don't get to play with God and you don't get to play with his word because if he says it, it is going to manifest. And the thing is, is that you have an opportunity as to how you want to do this. That's why Joshua said me and mine. See, Joshua made the statement. He said, we're going to serve the Lord, not some of the time, all the time. So we have to make a declaration. We cannot straddle the fence. We have been misled. We we all have been misled in different areas of our lives. And anybody tell you they haven't been misled and they're in this realm, they're a liar and the truth is not in them. That's why I said the scales are falling off their eyes because the people are waking up. They realize, hey, we've inherited lies. But see, they're turning back to the ways of their fathers, which is in truth, according to the scripture. Amen. Turning back. But all of us weren't supposed to make it. See, oh, that's no, no, that's no, what no, people no. have to understand. Everybody wasn't supposed to make it no. because some people have established from the onset, like Cain. Yes, from birth. What he was birth. going to do. Murder see, so birth, the, yes. let, let's be clear on that. Yes. yes. Let's be clear okay. on that. And he will separate the wheat from the tares. Yes, he will. And he's doing just that from birth. Amen. Everybody won't inherit salvation. Everybody's names are not written. That's why it says those in the revelation who are deceived, their names are not written. Right. They're not written. And they will follow the beast. Period. Period. But we have to stand because it's a testing of our faith whether we will stand. Those that endure until the end. Right. We have to stand. These are trials we're going through. Right. Stand for truth. You may suffer. You may lose your head. But stand for truth. And Who's some, and some people are not going to be with you. That's the whole point. We're all, who says, they're not, not going to be with you. There are more for us than against us. It says we are in this narrow road. We're on the narrow road. Right. There will be few that find it, according to Scripture. Broad is the way that leads to destruction. There will be many that will be on it. But when you're on that narrow you won't see many. But it also it, says that the road is difficult. Yes. See, there will be some difficulty and some adversity. Yes. So we have you to understand that. And how, and how are you going to get strong yes. if you haven't been tested? Amen. And you I want to be tested God. by his fire because what remains, if I can get out of that fire, man, yes. I tell you, I, I've done something. So, Lord, yes. do what you must. Do what you will. Ha- have your w- way with this creation, Lord. I'm not fighting you. I submit. I surrender all, not some. Amen. Amen. Let them lie. Let them say what they will, but we stand. Amen. <laughs> Amen. All right. Amen. We love you, sis. Thanks for calling back in. Okay. Amen. Uh, Brother Vernon, we're going to go to Romans chapter 1, and we're going to look at verse uh, 18 through 32. Again, Romans chapter 1, and we're looking at verse 18 through 32, please. Okay, from the New King James Version still. And this Romans. would be the Apostle Paul talking. Okay, Apostle Paul. Mm-hmm. Romans chapter 1, starting with verse 18. 
Yes, sir. Okay, verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Verse 19. Because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. Verse 20, for since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuses. So it said things that are made, right? Mm-hmm. And we were made in what? In God's image. Okay, so keep going. Verse 21, because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. That sounds like Cain, doesn't it? It does. Okay. In verse 22, professing to be wise, they became fools. 23, and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man, and birds, and four-footed animals, and creeping things. 24, therefore God also gave them up to uncleanliness, in the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves. 25, who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. Serving the creature Richard. instead of the creator. It said God gave them up, didn't he? Mm-hmm. He's not chasing after them. Exchange the truth of God for the lie and worship and serve the creature rather than the creator. It's just, I'm, you know, in the English language, I'm looking now, the first five letters, mm -hmm. a similar creature, well, Satan, I believe, and then the creator. Amen. But uh, we, see, the thing is, Satan is created a being. A we are a created being. Right. And God will be worshipped the way he wants to be worshipped. That's true. His word is not against itself. His word will not come back void, man of God. Amen. So we can run around here and do whatever we think that we're doing, but he will not be mocked. That's right. And, you know, he. So even I, if we deny the truth, he's still truth all no. by himself. He does not stop being true. When atheists say God does not exist, why? Because they say so. Right. He's still God, whether they accept his existence or not. Right. He's God all by himself. He does not need to be in agreement with them. Right. He does not need to be in agreement with those who want to mutilate themselves. Right. We don't because know. he gave you what you needed. You didn't even deserve it. And he gave it to you anyway. Wow. With a promise. That he blessed it. Despite our sinful nature. We all have that. Because that's the way it was supposed to be in the beginning. Prior to Adam's fall. It didn't change man of God. We were still made in his image, despite Adam's fall, despite our shortcomings, despite our disobedience, despite our rebellion. It has not changed. God still created us in his image. Male and female, he blessed us. He told us to be fruitful and multiply. He said we have dominion over it all. Subdue it. That has not changed. We're going to the book of Hebrews.
Hebrews 1. And I want you to read the first four verses. Then we're going to go to Hebrews 2. And you're going to read the first four verses. Please. All right. Hebrews 1. Verse 1. God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, verse 2, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds. Verse 3, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. For, having become so much better than the angels, as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. And chapter 2, verse 1. Okay, so, so it says that his name is the Son exalted above angels. angels. But what does it say when we get down to verse 2? Uh, I'm in the New King James Version mm-hmm. 2. It says, has in these last days spoken to us by his son, which is our Lord and Savior, Jesus, Jesus Christ, Christ, whom he has appointed heir over all things, through whom also he made the worlds. He was there in the beginning. He's the heir over all things. He's speaking to us in the last days. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're going to go to... Hebrews 2, and you're going to read the first four verses. Chapter 2, verse 1. Therefore we must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. Verse 2. For if the word spoken through angels proved steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just reward. Verse 3. How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? which at the first began, began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by those who heard him. Verse 4, God also bearing witness both with signs and wonders, with various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit according to his own will. His own will. Mm-hmm. Question one. So the thing is, man of God, when we are truly in relationship We would not neglect the gift of salvation. We would not be hoodwinked. We would not be bamboozled. We would not allow ourselves to be kicked out of heaven. The only people that can kick you out of heaven is yourself. Based on the actions that you do. There are two places. We're all leaving this earth. So we have two homes that we can have. We can have a home with him, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the Father, the Holy Spirit. Or we can have a home with the deceiver, the liar, the murderer, the thief, which is Satan. He has a home too, which is hell. So we who say that we are in Christ, there has to be some evidence of that. And the evidence would be that we're faithful, that we understand the gift of salvation. We understand the gift of forgiveness and we do operate in repentance. That was Cain's problem. How can there be forgiveness with no repentance? What is it that you want the father to do? When he established this. 
So how can we be fruitful and multiply, man of God, when we will not partake in these gifts? We cannot do it our way. Man cannot get to the Father his way. We are going to go to the first book of Corinthians. We're going to look at chapter 6, and we're going to look at verses 9 through 10. Again, 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Let's look at verses 9 through 10. First Corinthians chapter, chapter six, 6, and we're going to look at verses 9 through 10. Verse 9, do you not know that the unrighteousness or the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites. Verse 10, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revelers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. So, the thing is, the word is very clear as to what that is. And those type of behaviors. Because Mm -hmm. it has a certain character. It's a heart condition. And your heart will reveal who you are inwardly. And those that have that type of heart condition dispel that type of character. And that will not enter into the presence of God. Amen. You cannot live in the presence of God with that. Amen. So that's what we have to understand. Mm-hmm. People who are changing themselves are not doing it to have the ability to procreate. Well, we, right. You do not change your gender to have the ability to procreate. That's what makes us in God's image. Is the ability to think, to love, to teach, to care, to share the word of God, to have a testimony, to be able to, to tell people about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that is in God's image. To be his sons and his daughters. To be his priests and his prophets. Animals can't do that. Birds cannot do that. Jesus' name was Emmanuel. God with us. We do not give that title to birds. We do not give that title to animals. We don't give that title to fish. We don't give that title to mutilation. So what is the real reason that we are changing ourselves? Because we have a feeling. We will be in God's image. And for you to not to be able to be fruitful and multiply and to be blessed and to be created in his image is not of God. Anything that he creates, he blesses. Amen. And anything that he, he blesses is going, going to be, be more. Fruitful. Right. Fruitful and multiplied. Amen. Amen. After Amen. we're dead and gone, brother, 
what we have done for Christ, it will last. It will continue to last because he's eternal. Not what we do for ourselves, what we do for him. So is that our testimony? That we were totally against God? That we mutilated ourselves and made ourselves sterile? And rebelled against him and questioned him and said, you made me like this? Is that our testimony? Is that what we're going to say in defense of rebellion? We as men and women of God need to make sure that the houses of God that we are attending preach about this, teach about this. We cannot be in the pews weak and falling asleep. We have to be vigil. We have to be strong. We have to have the hard conversation because the sword of God, the word of God is a double-edged sword and he will not be mocked. And if you care anything about your family, then you must be the priest of your family. And you must make sure that they understand this. The very soul of your family is at stake. And you want to be on the right side of this, not the wrong side of this. So I employ the men to stand up and be men. And do what God has called you to do. Get back to Christ. Eternity is waiting all of us. It's our decision based on how we live here right now, which will determine where we're going to end up because everybody dies. We love you. And we closed out the series on abuse. Save the loss at all costs. God bless you. God bless you all. It is our humble prayer that the most high God of all creation and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit-filled, live-called-in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas his very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 101.5 FM. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvv.com and our website www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org. If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 335852, North Las Vegas, 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is 335852, North Las Vegas, 89033. 
All donations made to Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, and don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what.